Hey, Kenny, it's Kenny. This is entry number 14, and I'm here with RJ Signs. It's a rare occasion because I know you obviously very well, but I haven't seen you since I've been to Austin to do comedy. Like, in like three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, I haven't seen you in almost a month, and then I've been back for close to two weeks. And we just uh, it was just busy, busy times. Ships in the night. So it's like that's why I made sure it's like you, everybody else. I think I've talked to about Austin and even yeah. the even the other comics that I'll have on today. So I won't talk about it too much. So that would be the main podcast talking about Austin will be yeah. here. Well, that's what at some point uh, at some point during your trip, I think somebody was like, "Oh, you see, Kenny's shows got moved around or Vulcan." And I was like, ah, I don't want to know. I don't know. I'm sure he'll tell me a hundred times. When he comes back. I'm not worried about yeah. any mystery. Yeah, yeah I'll find a hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, overall, the Austin trip was like awesome. Like the trip was great. But yeah. the reason that we went out there, like the show we went out there for, was fucked and uh, got fucked over. And it was it's like convoluted because <clears throat> so the way it is, it's at the Vulcan. The Vulcan is a music venue. Um, they do comedy there as well. And I believe, I don't know this for sure, but I believe most of the comedy is done through one person. Through a guy, like a, and it's the guys who are opening that new club in Fort Worth, Big Laugh Comedy Club oh, in Fort yeah, Worth. Yeah, yeah. And then they have Big Laugh Comedy, which is like a comedy network thing that they're trying to do. And so they kind of give their name of their shows. Like when they promote, like I think, Johnny Mitchell's there tonight and they're like promoting his show. But then I think there's other shows there like the Kill Tony regular show. I don't think I think they go straight through the Vulcan. I don't think they go through this guy. But neither neither here nor there. I went through this guy cuz that's who I was given the contact to to book the Vulcan. And we me and Zach were supposed to do a co-headlining show there. It's fucked also because 2 weeks out we were because we're also with a we were the next weekend we were supposed to go do Fort Worth their new club yeah but two weeks out they canceled that because the construction's not oh, done because they weren't done and so that that's already re, that's rescheduled that's happening March eighth and 9th. it is what it is that's a yeah. br- that's the we were gonna be the opening weekend at that club yeah so that's what can happen <laughs> you know what I mean for for opening weekends you can get you can kind of get fucked like that. Um, the funny thing that I find in that is it looks like they just started, they started posting videos and it's like they just started the construction. So <laughs> it was like, it was never in the, it was never in the cards. Um, so then, so I'm already gonna be, I, I, this show gets these, this weekend gets canceled like two weeks before the trip, three days after I buy my plane ticket. So I already bought a plane ticket to come back after that weekend and I can't change it or make any it to a different day or anything without paying extra money. So right. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be in Austin. The Airbnb is going to be gone on Thursday. I'll just stay with Jason, our fr- our you yeah. know, our friend for those that don't uh, and fellow comic that lives out in Austin. I'll just stay with him. So it'll cost me no extra money, but like food just to hang out for a couple yeah. for like four or five extra days, which is also just good in general in in Austin because it's a comedy town, comedy yeah. scene, all of that. So I was like that was whatever, that can happen. But then we get to Austin on a Wednesday. The show's on Friday. So we're just there hanging out for a couple of days. Wake up Friday morning at 10 a.m. And I have a message from the guy that I was book- booking the show through that says exactly this. Hey, there's a sold-out show after your show tonight. So we have to move your show to Monday or Tuesday. Oh. Which makes no sense. Because yeah. I'm like, what do you mean There's a sol- if there's a sold-out show after my show, that's two shows. Yeah. You do the early show. You do the late show. 
And he's like, yeah, just out of my hands. This isn't what I want to happen. Like, he was very apologetic. He did everything he could, but it was... So it this wasn't is, his call. This was as I was realizing the exact dynamic of what was going on. I was like, oh, okay. So he's like a producer, technically, and doesn't have th- that... Doesn't have the control. Like, the Vulcan at the end of the day can is literally just like, no, this is what's going to happen. Right. And so that that sucks. And I still couldn't understand, because the, w- the way that it was going with... Like, there's so much, like, stacked up with this, which is... It was our first show that we're doing it was like our first show of our tour so it was us figuring out how many tickets we're gonna sell and so literally on wednesday when we got there there were nine tickets sold and there's this is a 250 like capacity venue there's nine tickets so but the night before the show it's like 26 or sold okay then when i when i when it's canceled it's at like 32 and then i watch it because it takes him like three hours before like whoever does their back end stuff switches it. And so I can keep looking at the sales report and I just keep looking at it every 10 minutes just incessantly to see if, and tickets are selling. Like when the, when it went off sale, tickets were like over 40 tickets. Yeah. So you probably got to gotten that 60 out of it. Actually after doing the Monday after, so the, the show ends up getting moved. It gets moved to Monday. I watch all the tickets getting refunded on the same thing. How I was watching on Climb, as soon as they change it, they send out an email. I watch people getting refunds to where it gets down to like 24 tickets again. Mm-hmm. And and then we ended up selling 40, exactly. Mo- all those tickets sold at the door. So they sell a lot of tickets at the door. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure they pull a lot of door sales. Which means to me that if we would have had the show on Friday... Friday was like basically Halloween because it was like a huge party night. Sixth Street was insane. Yeah. I believe we would have sold somewhere between 80 and 120 tickets if it was if it was on Friday because the amount because I was talking to them about like their door sale like they're like, no, no, no. We sell a lot at the door, like a lot of tickets at the door, especially people just like and that doesn't even mean all fans. That's just people walking around on Sixth Street. It's just a good area. To be doing comedy, so somewhere between, I would say on the low end would have been it would have at least got to eighty on the track that it was yeah, on, yeah. and it probably could have gotten up to one hundred and twenty. I'd be surprised if it got to more, um, and that would have been a fine show. The show itself was fine. The forty-person show, it was a, like a fine. It wasn't like oh man, what a horrible show, but it wasn't. I don't know. It's like if you put on a show at the rec room, the rec room holds one sixty. It's like when you put on a show to like twenty-five people. Yeah, we're like oh we had a fun show, but it's like not what you want, yeah, especially if you're the one who promoted the show. If it's your show, if you're making money on the show, when all the wind's taken out of your sails because you were wanting the other shows to yeah. happen, and then because it was two shows, right? One show. It was just one show on Friday. So, okay. So it took me all day Friday to figure out what happened, and literally when I was in an Uber on the way to go to Jason's show, Jason was headlining this small room called the Velveeta Room oh, cool, on cool, the Friday cool. and Saturday that week. The cheese, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I was like, man, I've been thinking about macaroni and cheese, and Jason was like, why would you be thinking about macaroni and cheese? I'm like, Fucking Velveeta? Velveeta? And he's just like, what? And I'm like, Velveeta, macaroni and cheese, shell- Velveeta shells and cheese. And he's like, oh, yeah, that is a thing, huh? And I'm like, yeah, it's like the, what the name is. Yeah. It's exclusively used for. <laughs> yeah, it's not I, just a fancy way to say velvet. Hey, dude, I agree. I agree, but right, <laughs> he, he was he he was not he was not picking up on Let's it. Let's call him right now. Piece <laughs> of shit. So uh, it on the way over, I'm like, well, whose fucking show is this? Like, whose show is? Because I didn't even think to look. It was just in all of this. Uh, I like, and so I look it up, and then immediately figured out exactly what happened. So. Our show was scheduled to start at 7.30, comedy show. At 9 p.m., 
they had emo night which was it had and i saw videos uh because uh matt edgar the comic that lives out there he went to to emo night and so he took some he videos is emo night. <laughs> and so i saw videos and it's like they had a dj they had a band on stage and i'm like oh this is what happened was n- between the venue and the and the producer right no one noticed this conflict of time and they needed the time to do sound checks to do to set everything up to do sound check this is also a music uh, a music event so there's not going to be tables like they set up tables oh, and chairs geez. for the comedy show yeah. there's going to be no tables and chairs for for this so they were, so it was logistically they couldn't set up both of these shows because they were scheduled back to back to each other and so they decided to move that it was just like scrap our show damn and and then obviously there's no contract as you know doing unless you're like doing huge shows you're not you don't have a contract for it so there was just like no recourse yeah or nothing to do we literally walked i walked home like walked out with i would have made like four times the amount of money if it was on friday like it was just like so that that part of the whole thing was fucked um but the rest of the trip was a lot of fun did it get better from there um i mean well yeah that was kind of in the middle of the by, by the time it was monday that was the middle mm-hmm. of the trip anyway but everything else around the trip was a ton of fun tech you know austin is you know what most of us would think comedy like like comedy we want to do like mm-hmm. like literally like just like oh i have like two or three shows tonight i uh, could walk to a couple like park somewhere walk to like two of them depending on where they're all at walk to all three like walk from one to the other to the other most of the most shows send you the lineup in the middle of the day so that you can like look at it and because they know that people are going to be like can i go up early can i go up late can i do can we swap yeah so they figure they figure all that out um so you're moving there no 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 no, i'm not moving i my i'm i'm i wouldn't move there unless i found myself with like in a place where I'm like I have no not very many other options like I don't have anything going on like if something ha- like if this place were to close down and I'm not like touring at all but before you went to Austin you were like I'll never move there and then you went to Austin you're like I could see myself doing it um I could see myself backed into a corner and going and I would pick there to move for comedy I would I yeah, don't well, like yeah. Austin itself or Texas really that much and i'd much rather live here um but for like comedy reasons i'm like okay yeah like i i mean i even told my girlfriend i was like i was like dude like i was just talking about like going to the store a lot and like making a real push to like i need to go to the store more than just mondays i need to be hanging out i need to just be doing everything i can do because if i find myself stuck in like if it's like two years from now and i find myself like stuck and being like i have no options i have nothing brewing i can't get uh booked i can't book any dates at comedy clubs i can't do any of this shit then it was like yeah i would have to like consider moving there yeah because there's a there's just a lot of shit going on i mean and and i was very lucky very lucky because jason's like you know decently respected within the comedy scene uh as a good comic and as if he's recommending somebody as well and then Zach had uh, William Montgomery's podcast lined up to do. Oh, cool. While he was out there. And I tagged along. And then William remembered me from doing like Jeremiah Watkins show here, which oh, wow. I, I just expect nobody to like. Yeah. I, I expect people that I don't have like multiple encounters with, you know, 
and know them well. I just expect them not to remember me. Exactly. And so he was like, literally saw me. He's like, Kenny, you, how's the rec room? Like, oh, like, and I went on the podcast and then he uh, with with Zach and then he uh, was like, what days don't you guys have shows? And then he's the one that hooked us up with. We did the Kill Tony regulars show. So it's just a, sta- it's a stand up show, but it's like Hans Kim yeah. and, and Cam Patterson's like show that they put on every Tuesday at the Vulcan, which was funny because there was probably like 100 people there. So we got a taste of what our show like could have oh, been. Crazy. And it was fucking killer. Like it was it was awesome. Um, that show was great. And then, but you obviously weren't doing thirty minutes on that no, show. No, no, yeah. did ten. Luckily, did ten minutes at least. Um, and then, I also got to do Red Band show. The see oh, William nice. William hooked it up with that. The secret show at his up, club, right? Sunset. Yeah. So I, d- I did two, two or three, I think two, maybe th- three shows there. I did two or I did I I did two or three shows at Sunset. Um, but it's like I. Jason was smart enough because he was like bopping around to different shows and I was like well I'll do my spot then I'll go with you and he was like if I was you I would just hang there hang in the just hang in the green room at sunset afterwards and so I just ended up sitting in the green room like I went up fairly early and then just like stay sat in the green room for like two and a half or like three hours and then just ended up kind of hanging out with Red Band a little bit and just fucking bullshitting about like electronics and all that I had a very good set on the show too and so when I left he was like hey if you're ever back out here hit me up like you know come let me know when you come back out um so that was cool like and that's mainly it's mainly because i was plugged in at a decent level yeah yeah, i would would say because every obviously coming back from there everybody's so intrigued because of the mothership and then just the explosion of that scene yeah and the way i've been describing it is like i feel like if there's a there's a ladder right in california i feel like there's three rungs to the comedy ladder there's open mic bottom rung Mm -hmm. There's like the top five percent of comics that are like just sell, not just sell, not just headliners, but headliners that are selling shows out constantly. All of that. That's the top rung, yeah. and then everyone else is in the middle. So yeah. somebody who's barely squeaking their way out of the open mic scene, along with people who are are headliners, but they're just not fucking crushing. So, yeah, it. It's yeah. like that. That everyone's in that middle, and it's a tough time for it, 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 unless you're the top. Yeah, like a, it's it, everyone else is fucking struggling. And in Texas, it feels like there's like four or five rungs mm. to the ladder. And no matter which rung you're at, you can go do a ton of comedy. Like if you're an open micer, you're out there, You there's a bunch of open mics. Like, I, mean, I didn't go to any, but I, Jason, I was talking to Jason. There's a ton of open mics that you can go do, be an open micer. And then it's like you can kind of get break into the scene where you're doing kind of shows at this club and this club. You know what I mean? And then there's then then above that, now you're kind of doing spots at most of the clubs. Yeah. Now you're doing spots at most of the clubs and at like Cap City and Creek in the Cave and shit. You're like hosting and or featuring. Yeah. And get and then now you know what I mean you can just keep keep going up this ladder and there's enough room for everybody. Yeah, I also think there's a huge uh, demand for it. Like there seems like there's a lot of crowds that come out to watch comedy. Yeah, it, it it reminded me of it's a different version. Everywhere I performed reminded me of like a different version of the comedy store in the sense that it's like it was like tourists. Mm. Like it was tourists it, actually on Sixth Street. So between Velveeta Room, Vulcan. The Mothership, Sunset Strip, those are all on 6th Street. Though, and that's also, it makes sense because that's the tourist area. That's like the attraction. 6th Street is like the attraction. Um, it was mostly like tourist people, people that like were destination comedy fans. 
but then there's the cl- the clubs that are closer to like the college and more of the college. So you get like college uh, kids or like more locals going to. Those. I didn't realize there was a college in Austin. Yeah, that's Univers- University of Texas, Texas Longhorns. Go long. Hook em horns. Oh, hook em horns. Is that what Augie? Augie's no, Augie's isn't that A Isn't that Texas A and M? I think. I think you're right. The Aggies. Yeah. Aggies. And then the hook em horns hook is like the, the long horns. Yeah. The long horns. The so big, the big orange. Like for instance, there was one show that he did at this club called East Austin Comedy Club. This tiny ass. I guess it has two rooms, but I only saw the small room. It's like, it's literally like they gutted a house, and like the dining room is like the. The, the fucking where they have like the bar mm-hmm. and everything and then the living room area is it's like the dining room kitchen and then there's like the dining room living room and the dining room living room is where the stage is and this place fits maybe maybe 35 people in the whole place and then you're just there like right on top of these people it's a cool little it's a cool little place the show I did though literally this whole section was like chicks that were like so I think they were like a sorority or something, and oh. so the t- the show was like tough. I even said it out. I even said it like at the at the beginning. I was like, yeah, like I did like I think I did like my hair joke, and then I was like, yeah, man. And I was like, it's a lot of chicks, maybe too many, maybe <laughs> too many chicks for me to like. Usually, I'm just talking about my dick or something. This is probably yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. not go. And it was like it just went okay. There was just too it, the energy was just weird because like it was a like private event. All yeah, it was like all these like young ass fucking chicks. And it's like I don't know comedy. The more I do comedy, the more I feel like it's not. For young people, <laughs> what's young? Uh, like under twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, you get that. I think here, what's crazy, I think at least on one of the two mics that happened, you get this this combo of easily twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-olds yeah. that come sit along the back, and they love it, but they obviously don't like get it fully. Like they don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I not mean, for them. I think they like watching it like like kind of like a fish, like a snow globe kind of a way. Yeah. Like they don't really want to be part of it, but they like like watching it happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just think you're not. I, I don't know if it's they're not like cultured or worldly or enough like, just life experience for this wide variety of things to be funny. I don't. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think honestly they're better off at open mics like this crazy thing where they can like laugh at people doing poorly. Yeah. As well as, you know, some people doing well. But I think, like, a comedy show, when you tend to have, like, a large group of young people, it's not – it's it's just better. I mean, I at this point, I'd rather have a large group of old people than, than – yeah. I, I just think maybe, maybe it's also, like, young people, like, even, like, subconsciously, they have more, like, of an unwillingness to listen yeah. more often than not. So it's kind of like – Somebody who's like taking them on like a little journey, yeah, <laughs> like a little comedic journey. They might not be as receptive. The show that I've been running in in Laguna Hills, I get a bunch of returners that are like they're in their late fifties and they're like down. They love comedy, and I also get these returners that are like in their mid twenties and they also kind of been into it. But then I have all these people that are like thirty year old couples. And they're just chill. Like they're yeah. not like they're not like zany weird people. They just seem very normal, and they just they eat it up. So I think yeah. that's like the, that's my favorite age of people that show up. Yeah, I think I I mean exactly what you just mentioned is kind of like what you want out of a like out of a comedy audience. I feel like I want like twenty seven to fifty, like twenty seven to forty five, like somewhere in there is like your main yeah. most people in that age. And then you have some old people and then some young people. Like, it's fine, but it's like when you – I mean, we know just from doing, like, something like Super Secret here, which tends to be – 60 plus. Like, like, old people for some reason, like, that that can be rough. And then same thing uh, 
Well, it can be rough also because I'm not a I'm not a a 40 year old man. I look like an 18 year old boy. Like I don't yeah. I don't present like a masculine authority. So I'm every almost any audience. I mean, it's gotten better for sure with my confidence, but I, I don't. I, whenever it's a crowd of like really older people, I'm like, oh no, they they don't respect me automatically. I don't have to say anything. They're like, who's this child? Yeah, for, he going to talk about for inter- interesting. We had Greg Barrett this last. Friday. Yeah, he's older looking guy. And he obviously was like fans of his and they were they were older, but it like they they got there. Mm-hmm. They like and it was it was it was pretty it still ended up being pretty fun. It's uh yeah, it's just rough sometimes. Like, I guess maybe we t- we literally it's like an inside thing. There's a show here every other week um, mostly called uh, Super Secret. It's an unannounced lineup and then just it's like the longest running show at the club and I don't know if it's the email list that the producer of the show has or whatever it is. It just tends to attract uh, like old, like like old people come to the show. <laughs> like, yeah. like like the youngest age is like forty five. I feel like yeah, and they can be they can be a little rough. It was interesting this last week. Uh, Luke Binko hosted Mixed, mm-hmm. and that was like an interesting thing to watch because he was like by far the youngest person. In the room. Like in the room. Yeah. And it was interesting to like it's just funny because I know he's up in LA doing pretty doing pretty pretty decently and like it's a di- it's like but when you get more of that like road audience of like what it's like to like do comedy for Americans, not do comedy in like the bubble of LA. Yeah. Like just doing comedy for Amer- like how different it is i think it's like it's a it's a fun thing it's a fun it's a fun thing for me to watch as well that's <laughs> like kind of i like i like the austin thing I'm, I'm trying to plan some things next year where i where i go out to places like austin for a weekend or for a week especially a place like austin but the audience like you said it's it's more touristy and, yeah. and i think not even just touristy any audience that isn't like southern california impress me i've seen it all i could yeah. be at a laker game or getting sucked off at a movie theater instead of this <laughs> like that kind of energy just fucking kills me like people who just go like who are you again like i'm like dude come on just like lighten up a little bit yeah but like i used to do uh when i was 19 i did, I did demo sales in sam's clubs and costco's <laughs> so i'd be the guy with the fucking ear he's like hey you guys want a free fucking knife ding 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 yeah. and i do the whole demo and I, whatever but uh, I would do that all over for like 11 days at a time. So sometimes it'd be Torrance, sometimes it would be San Diego, sometimes it would be uh, uh, there's one in Tustin. But then they would send me to Albuquerque or right. Yuma or Salt Lake City. I feel like those ones, the people would stop and be like, "All right, son, tell me more about oh, this." Oh, those people were, and again, that's my like, that's the American audience, like the yeah. people that are like, it, they're like in trance, like, "Oh, a salesman's come to town. Whoa, <laughs> well, what magical web will you weave for us, young man?" And they just want to like watch you. Well, now that like, I've watched you cut a metal pipe with that knife, I must buy it. Certainly, there's no no way that hammer is fake <laughs> let me take two of those boxes off of your hands yeah, yeah. They, i had a blind lady i'll say i'll sell <laughs> yeah we had foghorn leghorn bite a bunch of knives off me uh had a blind lady buy knives off me that was oh nice. wow she's probably dead now nice yeah <laughs> she, i'll never forget because she comes up and she's like you know how blind people like they don't obviously don't close their eyes like they're right. just like a little glazed over but it wasn't like milky so yeah. i thought she was just doing a bit because she walks up to my booth and she's like i just want to yeah no this is ooh, wow that is a sharp yeah oh i like the serrated serrated is good and i'm like <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd be wild if it was a bit. Well, and be... then she, she goes, I, I need to let you know I am blind, so I'm not just staring at the ceiling, okay? Like, <laughs> nice. Okay. She had good timing on it. Yeah, she, yeah, like, yeah. let it go for, like, 10, 15 seconds before she said anything. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a fun one. But, yeah, people, I like those kind of people in audiences. Ooh. Oh. Uh, one of the lights died. Oh, it's Oma. battery, or is it? Yeah, they're, they, like, plug in, but they should last longer than that i hope i don't lose <laughs> they all just start going out yeah one by one this podcast <laughs> gets like darker <laughs> and darker <laughs> That's crazy. it's all right it, it's it'll just we now we have a more dramatic tone of lighting on my side it's more like a charlie rose situation yeah now we minutes. now it just got it should have like went out right when you're like and she was blind <laughs> Time I saw her. Yeah, if you go out to Austin, you should definitely. I would. I would say like a week at least. Like, don't do just a. I mean, like, I'm sure there's there's plenty of other cities where it's like, yeah, if you can line up like a show or two, yeah, for the weekend, just bob out there and come back. But Austin is definitely like a like like a thing of like kind of like put yourself in the in the scene. Yeah. And then I also was lucky enough to line up, uh, and everybody remembered me. Uh, to hook it up with the mothership mic, uh, I ended up getting like a good spot on that. And That's so weird. So it's a mic, but you're obviously, you know, asked to do it. Uh, yeah, it's just like pot. It's the, it's like potluck. Yeah. It's like the like it's like it's literally the, the, the it's like potluck and friends and family at the store, and yeah. then there it's the open mic and crew show. Yeah. And the open mic's three minutes. The crew show's five minutes. I did the open mic, but it's uh different i would say the only difference is like you know potluck they're like seating people from the beginning people are just still kind of like Coming trickling in, yeah. in. M- like 90 percent of the people are there what the like start of the show just to watch for, yeah, like, for this and so the it was uh that crowd. yeah they're ready to go i know it was just like it was a sold out it was just it was a sold out show of doing three minutes like that's all three oh my god <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that's crazy i mean obviously still fun i bet and you know. of course it's just i legitimately i actually did two and a half minutes because i just did m- like the hair yeah. the hair material and was yeah. like that's it like i was i almost was gonna be like okay i could probably do this joke and have it be like 30 but i was like yeah it was all all one thing did it crushed like it was i mean it's just so it's yeah like everybody it's perfectly set up for comedy it's just like you know like here um, I think one of the, the different, like the improv, the Brea or Irvine, you know how like your feet are basically at their like eyes, at their foreheads. Yeah. yeah. And then here it's like your knees yeah. and it's like the same thing, uh, there except for everything's like pushed in even closer oh, interesting. than it is, than it is here. And so it's like if it's like everybody. I mean, like this room, we could probably fit more people if we made everything like way closer. But they're only serving drinks there, too. They're oh. not. They're not serving food, so which I think yeah. we could be even closer here if we were just if we were serving only drinks. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like it's just perfectly set up for. Co- you're like right on top of the people, like yelling at them and fucking yeah. It was kind of belly room vibes. But better, just still better. You're like, it's, you're just, it's like the right height. Like that's the only way I can describe it is like, it's like the height of the stage, how you're like over the people, but not like too much like the improv. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just nice. It's, it it is like here. It's just, you're over here. You're really only over the first row. And then, but the second row is so far back. You're in front. It's like you're in front of them that there. It's like, you're over like a lot of the crowd almost. Have you ever been to the cellar in New York? No. Uh, that, in my opinion, is 
one of maybe number two, maybe number one best club in the world. As far as like layout goes, right. as far as like feel and vibe and closeness and they, they do food, but yeah, it's just, if it's like that, like you said, like that second row feels like it could be at your knees. Like it's right there. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it was really cool. Jason did his first like, like paid spot there, like while oh, I was nice. out there. Oh, so yeah. he's done, I mean, he's done like the crew show a ton of times and done, you know, the mic and the crew show a bunch. But his first, like, uh, he like he did, like, Derek and Hassan's show. I think it's called, like, Solid mm-hmm. Comedy Show. And so uh, it was fun. Like, I went and watched. So I went and watched, like, a show in the in that small. I never saw the big room. I only was in the, only in the small room. Cause he bombed? No. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun to go watch him bomb his first set. No, he did, uh, he did very well. And then I think he actually, the next week after I left, he actually got to do Bottom of the Barrel. Oh, nice. Um, Brian got Simpson. For like, and it's like two, that's two shows. So it's yeah. like two shows. They do back to back. But it was, like, yeah, the club is cool. The only other, the two, the two things uh, I will say about Austin. One is they don't stop. Like they say faggot a lot. Like, wow. there's a lot of comics saying it. There's all on, a, and off stage. Uh, all on stage, actually. Oh, I didn't, nobody was saying it off stage. It was just, and but it was never a good punchline. Um, I, I mean, you could, I'll, I, you'd probably, I'll give you one guess off camera, and you'll probably guess exactly who it is. Mm-hmm. But I just won't say it on. I won't. I won't say the name on camera. You can bleep it. But uh, there was, there's a popular comic that's uh that was on stage and he his whole thing was like oh your phones i almost did an imitation where you'd know who it is your phones are locked up i can say anything and then literally just starts calling crowd crowd members faggots that's very funny and it's just like oh it it was i mean it's dumb but i i you know it's like yeah that's what yeah that's the bit right yeah but it's like not from a that's the bit from like an open micer. Like that's if I saw saying. that as an yeah. open, this was like a professional community. Yeah, you, like, like you would do that at a, a midnight mic when it's like, oh, are all the girls going? <laughs> Fucking bitches. You yeah. Know, like that's oh yeah. I I do like agree with that. This was a. It was like eight o'clock at night. It was <laughs> it was like eight eight, 8 p.m. <laughs> like yeah. a professional comedian that tours all over the country. It was, you know, selling out large venues. Yeah, you, you expect more at that point for your dollar. You know, yeah, you it was just, a little. And this more. is me. This is you. Remember who this is? This is Kenny. This yeah, is somebody yeah, yeah. who, like, I'm not. Uh, you've one. done that bit before. <laughs> I'm not. You've one. done that bit many times. I'm not one to to be like, oh, we shouldn't say this. We shouldn't say that. But it's like, God damn, we should like. And this was. It's probably because by the time I saw this, it was like I was almost there a week by then. Yeah. And so I had seen like multiple comics just like not give a fuck you know what i mean at all just a different vibe just yeah. that that was the austin vibe and then i will say it reminds me of san diego in some of the comics like like you'll know what i mean because you go to san diego enough to know that it's like their scene is so big and there's the one the, there's comics that are used to doing shows so i watched them like go into a room and then look around and be like oh, this show's not, like like it's a show that anybody in orange county here or even la we would be like oh shit hell yeah this is like i'm i'm here they're, you're just you're going there trying to crush you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not a and not a super packed show but there are real people there because that's yeah, all yeah. that's like our literal like minimum bars like wait there's real people let's yeah. do this where they're like oh this sucks and then they go up and treat it like an open mic dude i had that happen to me in san diego by from a guy who was from austin yeah and i was like i was like 
oh, well, okay, Jason Rodriguez, why are you doing that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was uh, just kidding. It was another guy. I forget his name. Uh, but, yeah, that's the I, – I, I never understood that. Yeah, well, it's, it, I get it because they're running on their own momentum in their comedy scene, and they don't have anybody that they need to impress. Right, like they're not like I have no choice. Like I'm going to Austin. It's like every show I'm putting my be- I have to put my best foot forward and like be like, look, I need to show you guys that I'm a fucking proficient stand-up comedian, so that you'll book me in fu- on future shows, so that you'll fucking talk, even like want to talk to me after so the you'll follow me on Instagram. The set. You'll yeah. follow me on Instagram, <laughs> like all these different things. But I'm on like their domain, and it's the same thing when we go to when we go to San Diego. Mm. But the thing is, is if that's how you're, if that's what you're used to doing, then it's gonna be it's it's gonna be harder to go from Austin to San Diego, and then just be like, because if you go from Austin to San Diego, even if the show's small. You gotta fucking. You still gotta cook. You know what I mean? Like you gotta yeah. go. And if that's not what you're used to doing, it's rough. So I just. It was just a weird. It was just like something I noticed, and it just that's just reminded me of San Diego. Just like, oh, you guys are so spoiled with stage time that you look at some shows and go like, I don't care that any, that these people that are here paid full price for these tickets and stuff. It's just something I think about. I I think about with every single show like when when i the only times i don't is when i know like this is a bar show where no one paid to be here yeah we are we are shanghaiing this entire evening we have taken you captive yeah then i'm like then i yeah i I actually have more empathy for those people lately whenever i do a show that's like people are like being asked to be quiet and they have to turn off the tvs and everyone like turns around i'm like i'm so sorry this is actually (laughs) not what you wanted tonight but i promise i'll meet you where you're at yeah, I mean, I, I, but I don't feel like. I mean, I'm always trying to be funny. I don't know. I, I oh, guess it's yeah. hard for me to. It's hard to. I'm like, there's never a time where I'm like, well, guess I'm gonna do. This is my open mic now, but um, yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to put something in, but I'm not like you know, I'm not gonna like go, you know, completely bail on a, on trying to be funny. But for sure, there's like show like I did a show there, like I did a show where the guy who booked it hit us up in the middle of the day, and he's like, look, dudes. There's only it was on it was on the Saturday of before Halloween. He's like, look, there's only 15 tickets sold. If you guys just want to bail on the show, like I totally get it. Um, just let me know. And then I was like, if there's gonna be people at the show at all, then I'm gonna do the show. I yeah. get to the show. The show has like the show actually had 40 to 50 people there, but it could hold it. And I guess it usually probably has like 100 or 150. So to them, the show was light. And then it's like you know multiple comics on the lineup just kind of were went up and we're fucking around like they're just yeah. completely fucking around and it's like i don't know like it's just like to me it's i just keep going back to like people like i can only imagine there's people that will pay for tickets to a comedy show i mean what do you get one i once maybe twice of like them going to a show and being like fuck that show was actually pretty bad mm. <laughs> and then not wanting to like watch live comedy yeah again and so i i maybe maybe i maybe i'm wrong maybe i think about that shit too much and i should just be focused on myself and and shit but i still think i mean being funny is a good idea that's actually i've always said that about you You should be more focused about yourself that's what that's what (laughs) i've said every single time like you know what no that's the problem that's the problem with me the problem is you aren't thinking enough about yourself (laughs) and you should maybe turn it up a notch a bit (laughs) i think of other i'm I'm thinking of others too much too benevolent some would say (laughs) someone would be like oh kenny altruistic to to a fault Oh fuck you! <laughs> no, I think you're a good guy. Um, but I was gonna—I was curious. How many times did you eat Terry Blacks? Twice. 
Was it the best thing you had there? Yeah, yeah, it was the best thing. I, I, the problem with it is like both times I spent $50. Holy Lord. You know what I mean? Cause, because I knew the first time I was like, it's the first time. And then the second time it was the last time. You know what I mean? Like I knew it was the last time. So instead of going there and being like, I think I'll get myself like, you know, some fucking pulled pork, a little bit of sausage and like some mac and cheese. Some burnt ends, please. Yeah, like <laughs> some, some mac and cheese yeah. and, and call it a day. Yeah. No, like I got a third of a pound of three or four different meats each time. Nice. Um, I got potato salad, corn and mac and cheese both to- like each time okay. as like si- as sides. And then, like, the first time I got, like, a banana pudding just because it looked so delicious. And I was like, I don't even know how I carried it. I was, like, eating it in the Uber. <laughs> the Uber guy hated you. Yeah, he was like, fuck this guy. Actually, this Uber guy was fucking insane. There's We got we get picked up. This Uber, he, he goes, okay, it looks like we have a 20-minute ride. I'm going to tell you guys a story. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell us this fucking crazy story that end like he's still talking to us about it as we're like getting out of the car and the story goes he had an uber passenger that gets in and he like looks at her and he's like holy shit like this girl looks like my ex-wife but like not like but looks like her when she was her age it was like a 20 year old girl and like Mm -hmm. this girl looks like my ex-wife when she was like 20 and then the girl proceeds to go like do i look familiar to you and he's like i'm your or she's like i'm your daughter and then he's like well how did you find me and he's like you know aunt carol and uncle bob you know how they went to mit well, they taught me how to hack, and we hacked your phone and all of your electronics, and we've been monitoring you so that I could figure out when to approach you. So, and like, what I, and, the <laughs> fuck? That's <laughs> actually a crazy story. I'm <laughs> back in. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that's what me and Zach both go. Like that's where we, like, we could believe most of the story until you start talking about your MIT aunt and, aunt and uncle that yeah. taught her how to hack, and then and so and mind you, I'm being very like jokey through the whole thing so i'm like wait wait wait. so they were looking at you through your phone and he's like yeah my phone and my alexis like he keeps calling alexa alexis strike three you don't know anything about technology <laughs> and he's and i'm like so they were like watching you i was like dude they were watching you in the bathroom like just like that and he's like yeah that's a that's the first thing that i said and i do a lot of stuff in the bathroom that's like <laughs> come on and and yeah and then he just keeps go- and it's like he just keeps going with the, and then the whole then it came that his ex his ex at one point did porn then he's like yeah i remember when i went to see her the last time she hadn't been with me for a couple months and i was like i'm good for you because you got fat you got fat and he's like you know you remember when you told mom she got fat well she was just pregnant with me and you didn't know like it was just like and the story yeah the story was so so he's he's trying to do a jokey joke like he's trying to like ham it up anyways he Whether wasn't he, though he he that's not the what he was putting forward what he was putting forward was like this was a real story and I'm like I gotta be, like I had to I gotta believe that he was like after the fact like ah ha, ha, I got another one like like, yeah, he, yeah. Tr- like I don't know he was a weird 
fucking guy. But yeah, I, I at one point I just ate the I was just eating the banana pudding listening listening to this fucking crazy story from this Uber driver. On paper, like I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like that's a really interesting story. But then like obviously if this guy like this guy's trying to ham it up, like I can't anytime I'm in like a Uber or something and someone's like someone starts like going, like yeah. I'm like, oh, you, you, this, this is a thrill for you. Yeah. You, this is your time. This is your five minutes of fame or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, you're excited to talk to another human who will actually listen to you because well, I have no choice. Oh, yeah. This guy, I mean, this guy was, at one point he picks up a, do- a dog, like a Pomeranian that's in the passenger seat. I'm like, this is, the, I don't remember the dog. This is Bella, whatever the dog's yeah, name yeah. was. And just like, and the, the, the dog wasn't. She I, went to MIT. <laughs> she, fucking, she went to MIT dog school. <laughs> she hacked my, my Motorola Razor. <laughs> She's so smart. It was, yeah, that was fucking, that was, and that was the day the show got canceled that we went. So this was like, like it was so hot that day and just sitting outside, just sweating from eating and then get into an Uber and hear this fucking crazy fucking story before not getting to go do my show. <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck's wrong with Texas? <laughs> like that was a wild day. But yeah, the, I $50 each time. For, for Terry Blacks. But especially going back the second time, you're like, this is worth the $50. Yes. Yeah. It was worth the $50. But again, no, like if I lived there, it's, I'd eat it once in a while. Like, you know what I mean? It'd yeah, be very, yeah. inf- it would just be a, a, it would be a splurge. Well, obviously, yeah, you, you eat it once in a while. But I, I hated the places that's like, oh, why, like, I don't want to go to this. Like, why did I spend for this? Thirty dollar entree when yeah. like I could make a better smoked salmon at home. Like this is terrible. Like I hate I hate that. Well, I, I took Tawny to Red Lobster for the first time like two or three months ago. And Red mm-hmm. Lobster's fine That's to fine. me. Red Lobster is fine. But then she wanted to go so bad. Like she was like trying to go last night, and then I was like, I'll just go get lobster and cook lobster tails. It'll be better. It'll yeah. be like better quality lobster, and it'll cut co- like. I went and bought, it was like at Costco, I ended up getting seven lobster tails for $90. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like I cooked a bunch of them. I cooked like five of them last night. And then I have two more that I'll like cook this weekend. I made lobster rolls for the first time. She doesn't eat lobster rolls. She just ate like hers with like green beans or whatever. Oh, you like marinated it in cold and put them on... No, I do. I like hot lobster rolls. So while it was still hot, I like mix, put just put some you put mayonnaise yeah. and a little bit of lemon juice and then fucking celery and green onion. Fucking so good though. So yeah. fucking lobster's bomb. I wish it was cheap like it used to be. What do you mean used to be? Like back in the day, like back in the day, like the 1700s. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I think the it was the way that you said it was like. Not as cheap as it used to be. Like you, like remember the time. No, I don't remember it. I just heard. I just heard that it used to be like it's like a vermin or something like that. So they used to be cheap, and then it became a fucking delicacy. Yeah, they thought it was a sea cockroach. Yeah, I mean that's fine with me. I'll eat the sea cockroach. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big fan of seafood. I eat all the seafoods, but yeah, that's just you know, it was a long time ago that it wasn't considered a delicacy. Yeah, I want, I want it to not be. I want you to stop thinking it's a delicacy, so I can (laughs) eat eat it cheaply yeah you gotta change the minds of costco i've been like i've been i've fully transitioned to cooking at home the past uh it was happening before before i went out went to austin that's and a everything really funny for, sentence by the way <laughs> i'm fully transitioned i fully transitioned i want to <laughs> i want to let everybody know that i fully transitioned into cooking at home instead of eating out Boo. <laughs> 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 fuck you <laughs> But yeah, I've just been cooking at home a ton, and 
Yeah, get it. that's why I was like, I'll just get the lobster. Yeah, dude, of course. Yeah, I've been doing um, uh, steak sandwiches from Costco. They have, they'll do like a, a nice cut ribeye that's like perfect sandwich size. So like if you have your like... Yeah, where you get like nine ribeyes. Yeah, like and ten little ribeyes. So I, I, I buy those. That's what I ate for breakfast this morning yeah, was that dude. exact... I buy those and then I take them and put two, two per thing and then freeze them. And then, yeah, you know, I eat them. Those are my breakfast steaks. When I first got my griddle, I would make a lot of steak sandwiches. I've been making less sandwiches, losing weight and shit. But yeah, we do. I do a I do a really good steak sandwich on a. You know, we do Wednesday steak sandwiches. You know, we keep it we keep it nice. consistent. You you have a huge backyard. Do you have a do you have a do you have a griddle or anything? Do you get no? Any? I haven't had the time. I ha- actually I got a barbecue for free. My friend had a Traeger, and he's like, dude, I don't have enough. He he has like now he has three kids, but he had two kids at the time. Yeah. He's like, I don't have any time for fucking Traeger stuff. Bro. But now I got time. Now do you I have got, a tra- you have a Traeger? Then? No, I'm gonna get one when it's you know time. Dude, you, that's the beautiful part about a Traeger is you don't like that's like if you say you don't have time. That's of all the things to get. That's it because you legitimately set it on, uh, set the temperature. Yeah, yeah. It it maintains the temperature. It's cheating. It's cheating because have you ever smoked like on an actual like I have a an actual smoker that we were trying to use at the beginning of the pandemic and we made a couple. We made like a tri tip. We made a, a couple things, but there was no consistency to the temperature. Yeah. In there, it was like you it, have a thermometer in there. It, no, I had the thermometer, but I couldn't keep the temperature consistent uh, with like by like okay, we need to light some more coals. We need to do this. We need to, it's like a, it's like a whole fucking game to keep your consi- We need to keep it at consistently two twenty five. Yeah, it's not an egg or whatever those with are. The Traeger, you just set it to two twenty five. Like it like stays that my way. favorite thing to cook is a fucking tri tip. I cook like yeah. a ton of tri tip, and you just I mar- the. The longest part is actually just marinating and just putting it in the fridge and marinating. Yeah, so that's my whole thing. Probably up until like two or three months ago, like I never had the time for the prep. Like, and I'm not talking like me. I'm talking like me or my wife, like putting stuff together for dinner. We would only give ourselves like a half hour to cook dinner. Right. But like now it's like, oh, okay. Like I started doing fried chicken. I can make fried chicken now. I've been working on that for a couple months. Unbelievable stuff. But anyways, now I can give myself like an hour to cook. So it's like, okay, yeah, maybe this summer we'll get the barbecue back up. I'll start doing some marinades, put it in. I got time to do that come back in and come back out. I'm not worried about kids sticking their hands in the stove or like right. putting their head in the oven or whatever. <laughs> like it's just, my kids can work the knobs on the oven right now. Yeah, see, that's why I was wondering because I have the – I don't use my kitchen. I use – because I have the Traeger and then I have a, I have a griddle. That's Like right. one of those Blackstone griddles. And that's why I was saying you have such a big backyard. You should get one of those because that shit will you'll cook so much more. I know. I, I that's that was I was gonna do it this summer and I was like actually no I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do it next summer. I'm just gonna get I'm gonna. But your steak sandwich or any bread. I don't know yeah. if you guys. I don't know if you guys cook like a, an egg breakfast like like yeah, like an yeah. eggs bacon sausage all that like just literally just throw especially for a family just throw all that shit on the fucking on the big griddle, griddle. Yeah. And get I it do done. like the big griddle. We grew up having a big griddle like in our my mom had a big one in the kitchen. It went over like two or three of the burners. Yeah. It was like a cast iron. I had I had one of those for a long time. I used it kind of i guess i would use it more now that i've used a big like used the propane the propane griddles but the it's it's just so much easier the cleanup the everything is easy and then speaking of fried chicken something i made this week was uh i was making a tri-tip and so i bought two pounds of wings and i smoked the wings to 145 degrees and then just chill and i just chilled them and then the next day i fried them and so it was like smoked fried wings and that's the first time i and i fried them on the griddle so you just take like one of those uh 
you know those like foil pans mm -hmm. that like you like serving a lot of people use them as serving pans you literally just put that on the directly on the griddle and fill it with oil and then i got a thermometer i heated it you know got the oil to 350 degrees yeah. and uh made that's the first time i ever made like my own wings like that that and then i made them smoked once but they're too soggy still. Even mm. if you do them to 165, you don't get any of the like crispiness at all. Yeah, yeah. And so they were like a little too soggy. And so then frying them, dude, it was. Like, I, and then I just squeezed uh, lemon, and then only and then and then only pepper because like lemon pepper wings when you buy them at like Wingstop or Buffalo Wild Wings, they for sure use. I think they squeeze lemon on. I think they still squeeze some lemon, but then they use like the lemon pepper that and then salt too because they'll be pretty fucking salty mm -hmm. and then these were just like it was just fresh lemon just lemon pepper and pepper and it was fucking bomb i actually i realized after because i think i ate like 12 of them and then i realized after like i didn't even have ranch or blue cheese or anything like i just ate these i think say, i think say, after i realized i fully transitioned <laughs> like, <laughs> i fully I'm, transitioned i'm now fully transitioned <laughs> i'm fully transitioned <laughs> to cooking at home <laughs> But no, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I'm just trying to eat whole foods, like, because everybody, because I'll post, like, pictures, and then people will comment and be like, oh, you're eating keto, you're eating keto. It's like, no, nah, just, like, these just happen to just, be all, like, yeah. actual foods that are, like, steak and eggs and avocado. And then the kim kimchi is obviously, like, processed and whatever, yeah. but it's, like, eat kimchi is fucking good. Well, just when you cook in general, it's really easy to avoid all processed foods. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just that much easier because you have to get all the ingredients you chop it up blah 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 you know i think one of the biggest reasons from all this is because i started watching 600 pound life like like two or three months ago with my girlfriend and oh, i've watched yeah. like seven seasons of it and it's just it's like i already knew all of this stuff and it's not like i was a heavy like this crazy processed food eater but it's just like watching those watching the people on that show like shop and eat and then watching them go from being like i can't eat this anymore I have to eat a 1200 calorie diet and then watching what they eat most of the time for their 1200 calories. You're like, Oh my, like it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's like, it's a true, like lack of education. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't even know at, like how you at that age or whatever, like that the, most of these people are, how you like completely change their, how you fully transition, like <laughs> how you fully <laughs> transition their thought process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like of any of this, like it makes I don't know. It makes well, then at no that sense. point, I mean, they're what they're in their thirties typically, or thirty, like, like th some thirties to thirties to fifty. Yeah, usually their their brain is hardwired for that sugar and that dopamine and like all yeah. that shit. Like that's their body needs it. Well, their this, brain wants it anyways. This one lady was just like, well, she's like, I found out that there's zero calorie barbecue sauce, and it's just like, I like. That's why I think they should go to the on the show that he usually like in the middle of like it's like they'll be trying for a while and then he'll be like I'm gonna send you to psychotherapy. And it's like that should be like the first thing that you do and then they should have like a like a long nutrition class like a yeah excuse me like something that's just ongoing or like get like the the what are those eat fresh meals delivered to your door or whatever the yeah. fuck. I yeah. had the, we had those when the twins were born because we couldn't have time to cook anything and they can't we would easily like spend fifteen minutes cooking. And yeah. was, those are great. Yeah, it's just it's it's yeah it's just crazy because those people the, like because they're not even eating because sometimes I'm like well food is so food is so delicious and then you just be like you're six hundred pounds and you're just eating like frozen pizzas and frozen 
stuff. It's not even like 600 pounds of Terry Blacks. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? They're just jacked. <laughs> they just look like the Jolly, Jolly My Green leg Giant. is full of mac and cheese. <laughs> I've fully transitioned <laughs> to mac and cheese. <laughs> if I do put a name for this episode, the name's got to be fully transitioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this going to be audio too? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. This sounds great. I love the sound of this. What was I going to fucking say? Oh, yeah. The, the, the 600 round life. My YouTube algorithm figured out that I am obsessed with the My Strange Addiction shit. And I don't know how because I, I don't watch that shit on right. YouTube. But somehow it came up and I was like, I don't fucking watch this. And now all I'm getting hit up with every day is like, do you want to watch Brian, who's addicted to opiates, ruin his entire family life? And I'm like, Yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I actually gotta do. see. Bro, you know what I'm addicted to on YouTube, which I got from Zach? Is these two channels. This is like what he, he got it like it's like I went out one night um with Jason and then I and he didn't want to like come out and go to the clubs and so we he stayed home and when I get home he's got like the T V watching YouTube and it's two different things. One of them's called Trap Lore Ross and then one of them's called Swamp Stories. Trap Lore Ross is always revolves around rap music, mm-hmm. and then but it's gang. It's mostly gang affiliated rap music, and then Swamp Stories is literally like it's all gang shit from all over, and it just like they just break down like it's like a little documentary about oh, cool. like gang fucking gang violence basically, and it's be like oh this is the story of MS13 versus these guys that's like swamps and they just like break it down and go through like all of the like well what happened was back in the day this guy started this gang and then these guys moved in and then this guy got killed and that was a huge deal so then these guys were gonna have to retaliate and so they killed these seven people over the next 15 Any years or is it just one guy narr- narrating it's just a guy each one of them is just a guy narrating but they're both really fucking good Dang. they're both like if they're really good in their in their own in their own ways and then the 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 Swamp Story ones are very digestible. They're because they're they're like twenty to thirty minutes usually, fifteen to thirty minutes. The Trapler Ross ones, he has some shorter ones, and to be honest with you, they're not good because they're older ones that he made. The short ones, and he he number one, he tries to joke too much, and he's not funny. He's a British guy, and he's just not funny. And he puts his opinion in a lot of those early ones too, and he's just it's just annoying. Mm. But the all the newer stuff is long as fuck like he has like four and five hour videos breaking down breaking down like these decades of like and not even some of it's not even like one of them the one that made him the most popular it's got like nine million views is this uh guy king vaughn from chicago that's he's dead now but he breaks down from when he first gets involved with gangs and and rap and everything all it's like i think it's like a whole it's like a 10 or 12 year process like this his career or whatever 10 or 12 years something like that but he breaks it down, and then this guy had a bunch of beefs like online. Like t- he would like talk shit on Twitter, and then talk like sh- they they talk like major shit to each other, have back and forth and shit. And so he's like using all these tweets and like. And then he tweeted at his op over here. He tweeted him about like this and that. And he's and and I guess he got like death threats and stuff because King Von's dead now. But he the way he does, he's like he called him Rap's first serial killer. And I think they're like really mad that he used like I guess the gangs are like mad that he used or the or his friends or whoever it is because I think they still like 
always maintain innocence of these people. <laughs> like, oh, I think they were mad because he wasn't the first one. Like, no, no, they were mad saying the that title. he's not a he's not a serial killer. Like I think the I guess that's funny. I mean, if you break it down, like anyone who like kills multiple people and like that's what they do, like for their yes. career, like you're a serial killer. Yeah, but like in the eyes of gang violence, like it's not really what it is. Yeah, it's it's fucking. It's just it's super intriguing. It's like yeah. you could easily just lose hours of your life. To, to watching it and then it's also it is it's just it, it's so interesting to yeah. be like oh so this is how all of this started and and it's like i showed jason and he 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 liked the swamp stories one and he just wanted it's like he was immediately go like going to all the ones that are like long beach related like places that he knows of being like yeah. oh and it's it's just yeah it's just a fucking that's been the latest like youtube my latest youtube obsession i love that shit i'll watch i'll watch that shit I'll have to look up that because I love a good story because while I'm working, I'll put on like a, a story and like someone who breaks down like the fucking like, oh, this is the beef between Nick Swartzen and uh, Norm MacDonald yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. They have those. They have those two are like, why Burt Kreischer is not funny. Like yeah, a lot of them yeah, are yeah, like, yeah. I forget yeah. what the, there's a certain. There's a guy who's like a too lazy to try. He's really good. He's got like sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes 30 minute things like why Howard Stern beef with Joe Rogan in the 90s yeah. or whatever. I'm like, I was like, ah, sure. You know, yeah. and it's always interesting, entertaining. And some people just have a way of talking that like it's just it's it's nice to listen to yeah and that's what like the trap lore rot the british guy is like that the swamp stories guy is almost the opposite of that because the way that he talks he kind of sounds like this uh, i'm out and then what if i told you that he went over there and it, my favorite thing is this thing that he does is he he'll be if, let's say he's like and then kenny went to rj and killed him he won't say that he'll go like and then kenny walked up to rj and bang Oh, God. <laughs> and, and then it shows smoke on the screen and it'll say like R.I.P. R.J. It's it's but it's done and it's it's funny. It's a yeah, funny it's yeah. a funny thing that I like. Like it's still and, and I definitely can like like it's not I don't even feel like I have to get past the voice, but it's just I, the voice is fine. With the me, voice so. for me is such a big deal because there's, there's a guy there's a channel that I watch. It's like a review all things like uh, comic book movies or like sci fi stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they review things, they preview things, whatever. And and the guy, he's he's a British guy. Yeah. And it's and it's not an annoying British accent. Like it's like, oh, I w welcome to Heavy Spoilers. We're talking all the things. Blah 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 blah. I'm your host, Paul. Da da da. And it's like it's not. I like the voice. I got I got used to it over the last few years. But recently he brought another guy on, and they never tell you who it's gonna be. So you, you see yeah. the video, you click on it, and all of a sudden you hear. Hi, welcome to Heavy Spoilers. I'm Jimmy. And I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck Jimmy, I'm dude. I'm out of here. And I always try to look at the comments and be like, is anybody else thinking the same thing as I am? No, it's just me. Fuck, I hate, I don't know what's wrong with this guy's voice. That's fucking funny. So it, All does, right. it does matter. Voices do matter. <laughs> Voices, yeah, they do. They definitely do. They, I can't say they don't matter. They, I'm going to fully transition my voice. Okay. You're going to fully transition this bit? Do you have something pulled up? or You have anything you want to, you have anything you want to uh, plug? Yeah. Uh, when is this going out? This is going out next week after probably like Black Friday. Shout out to the blacks. <laughs> uh, I will be in San Diego first weekend of December. Madhouse Comedy Club first and second. Nice. Four shows. Four shows. Two nights. That weekend I will be at Brea Improv with Chris Estrada. Hey. So. Yeah. Don't you dare go to San Diego. You go see me instead. No. Choose. Wherever you're at, go to the show. Go see us. Um, if you're listening to this and you're in Orange County, 
the weekend before Christmas, there will be a couple free shows here at the Rec Room, so you can come to those, and then go to my website, heykennyitskenny.com, for all the fucking national dates around the country. Anything else? Uh, follow me on Instagram. I do a podcast where I, I talk about people transitioning all the time. Hell yeah. Goodbye.